Okay, our two Shilas for this week. Uh, one Shaila I got yesterday, I got a text, a WhatsApp from someone, and it said as follows, my two-year-old son was born with an extra toe and is having surgery tomorrow to remove the toe, which has bone and is a functioning toe. Does the toe need to be buried? Okay, that was, it happens to be that uh, I got that Shaila twice this week. Once with a person who had, which is like, sometimes that happens. Like, you don't get a Shiloh for like 20 years. And then, so twice this week, I, um, that, that person and someone else was a, a more unfortunate case. A person is suffering from illness and uh, they have to amputate a, uh, a limb, they have to amputate a, a leg. So the Shiloh is, what, are the, what, do you do with the, what do you do with the leg? So it doesn't require Kavuda. So that is Shiloh number one. Another Shiloh, a little, a little lighter than that. Um, a fellow told me a couple of weeks ago uh, that he had met Shaquille O'Neal. Are familiar with who Shaquille O'Neal is? He is a uh, basketball player, a very, very giant man. And uh, this fellow said, it was unbelievable. I said, what? He goes, he is gigantic. I said, okay. He said, don't worry. I said a bracha. I said, <laughs> which bracha? <laughs> he said, you can't meet Shaquille O'Neal and not say a bracha. I mean, it's like, it is like, he is gigantic. So uh, I, I was telling this to someone uh, in my shul, and the fellow told me that he actually has some business dealings with Shaquille O'Neal, who's very involved in, uh, apparently he's very involved in uh, low-income housing in New Jersey and real estate deals. So he said Shaquille came with his whole chevra. He has a whole... Uh, group of former NBA players that are uh, investing in low-income housing in, uh, in, in New Jersey. And he said, these guys are all like six foot eight, 270 pounds, and he makes them all look tiny. He is, and this fellow, Mashul, who must, is a big guy. I'm not going to guess his weight, but you know, a big guy. And he goes, I felt like a blade of grass next to him. I mean, the guy is humongous. He said, I didn't say a bracha, but uh, I'm telling you, I hear it. I understand why one might say a bracha. So uh, those are our two shilohs. Do you bury the severed limb and do you say a bracha on Shaquille O'Neal? Any preference? Which shiloh to do? Two? One? Two? All those who prefer one, raise your hand. Shiloh one? All those before Shiloh too? Okay. Uh, so it seems that we want to hear about Shaquille O'Neal and saying Baruch Shaquille O'Neal. We'll save the severed limb for a Tendon Halacha, I guess, for next week or something. Um, okay. So uh, let, let's start with it. What, what, what bracha would you say? Mishan Abrios. Okay. Any other possibilities? No? Okay. So let's, let's start with this. What? Lo Techanim. It's an Israel of Lo Techanim. You think it's slow to say a bracha? So you say a bracha when you meet a uh, king? Rav Shachta Paskin, last year I, I, I had the opportunity to go to the, uh, the White House Hanukkah dinner. And uh, Rav Shachta said that we should say a bracha b'shem malchus when we see the President of the United States. I uh, asked my uncle, who has met every president since, like, I mean, we make fun that he's old, so we say every president since uh, Washington, but it's really not since Washington, Nixon probably. But um, uh, and he said that he does not say Bracha B'Shev Malchus, he asked his post, like, okay, but that's, but, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not a violation if they say, no one says you have to tell them you're saying a Bracha, just say a Bracha. So the question is what? What, what would the Bracha be? So, that, so there are two possibilities of what the Bracha might be, but even before that, 
uh, let's just discuss for a moment whether an impressive physical being should be impressive. Meaning, should we be, is, is that, is, is just the fact that he's gigantic, is that something that should make a Rosh on us? Is there any value in being tall? Do we view uh, tall as like a, uh, a, a good thing from a Torah perspective? So there are several sources in Tanakh and Shas that seem to suggest, yes, that uh, being tall is something that has great value. Um, Shmuel was described as Mishich Malamayla Mikol Ha'am. And Shaul HaMelech was Mishach Malamayla Mikol Ha'am. Shmuel wanted to anoint Eliav, David's brother, as Melech. Why? Because he was tall. He was the impressive looking one. Uh, the Medrash says Moshe Rabbeinu was ten amas tall. And how tall was Paro according to the Gemara? One amas tall. The Gemara has a rather humorous description of uh, Paro's uh, dimensions, but uh, but what I'm told, I mean, what, what's the Gemara trying to, to illustrate to us that uh, the really important person, the really great man, is very tall, and the really uh, the low life is very short. Uh, and in Shas, you have uh, you have you have emphasis on the value of being tall. The Gemara Nida, we just did a couple of weeks ago in Dafyomi. For those who are doing Dafyomi, the Gemara says that Abba Shaul was Aruch Bedoro. He was the tallest man of his generation. Rabbi Tarfun Magil Ksefun. Rabbi Tarfun was only shoulder height on Abba Shaul. Rabbi Tarfun, Aruch Bedoro. Rabbi Tarfun is the tallest man of his generation. Rabbi Meir Magil Ksefun. Rabbi Meir would only reach to his shoulder. Rabbi Meir, Aruch Bedoro. He was the tallest man of his generation. Rabbi Magil Ksefun. Rabbi would only reach to his shoulder. Rabbi, Aruch I mean, I think that's the end of the list, actually. But there is this emphasis on these people that were the Aruch Bedoro. But not just that, the Gemara and Shabbos of Sadi Bey's list conditions that are necessary for a person to have Hashra Sashchina, for a person to experience a sense of Hashra Sashchina. And one of them is Bali Koma. That the Shechina only resides on those who are Balei Koma. Balei Koma Pashas means tall people. There's a, uh, so I saw in the, in the back of the Masifta Gemara Anida, they quote a Sefer Todos Rabbeinu Chaim Ben Atar. Who's Rabbeinu Chaim Ben Atar? The Arachayim HaKadosh. So in the Sefer Todos Rabbeinu Chaim Ben Atar, it says that the Arachayim HaKadosh was a Bal Guf Bari, Umivne Gufo Haya Eson, Lios HaShechina Shara Allah. That he was giant. Because the Shechina had to be Shorelov. He was the Arachayim HaKadosh. He wasn't the Arachayim average. He was the Arachayim HaKadosh. So he needed, uh, he had to be huge in order to have a sense of Ashra as Shechina. Not only that, the Gemara in Sanhedrin Daf Zayin tells us that Ein Moshivim Sanhedrin Ki Im, and it lists off a whole bunch of qualities. One of them is, first one I think is, Balei Koma. That they need to be Balei Zikna, they need to be uh, Balei Chachma, they need to be Yodim B'Shivim Lashon, they need to be all these things, but Balei Koma, they need to be, they need to be tall. Some say uh, uh, in the Gemara there, they need to be Odeya Letaris Hasheretz Minatora, they need to be able to show you how the Torah says that a Sheretz is really Tahar, so uh, the Rishonim are bothered by that, because like, what's the Kunz? So they could say uh, Sheker? I mean, what's, what, what's the uh, value of that? Okay, so they work on that. So Rashi explains, why, did, why do they have to be tall? Because that makes an impression, it creates a sense of awe, creates a sense of, uh, of uh, certain respect for the person. The Gemara Bechoros, Daf Mem Heim Beis, says, based on the Pasuk in Amos, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mishtabeach Bebalikoma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he wants to uh, uh, emphasize some great value or some, some great uh, praise, uh, he'll, he'll associate it with great height. Uh, and in, in fact, 
we do find this in like reality and psychology, the way that people uh, people see things. They, there were researchers, I think, in the University of Texas. I think I, I, I looked it up online earlier today because I remember hearing this on the news once. They say that uh, the taller candidate wins elections uh, much more frequently. Like it's a, it's a greater predictor of who will win the election than polls are. Um, that the uh, taller candidate will win the election. So they did a uh, study where they handed people two blank pieces of paper. First they said, draw an ideal citizen. So the person drew, I don't know, a guy carrying an American flag or something, I don't know, maybe (coughs) in in a marine uniform, I don't know. And then they said, draw an ideal president or an ideal king. And the person drew whatever, whatever they drew. And then they compared the two pictures, and the king was always taller than the citizen. Like that's just the way people view it. They see they, they see the people of stature as people who who are of stature. Um, the counterpoint, the counterpoint of all that, is um, on the the Adaris Elio, the Gra, on the pasuk Vayihi Or in the Sefer Bereishis, in Parshas Bereishis, says Halev Misyaitz Yana Vimamolach, that the heart consults with the brain for everything, and he says that's why it's a drawback to be tall. You don't want too much distance between your heart. And your brain, he says. You know what everyone says: tall people are idiots. So he says, and that's because it takes too long from their, for their heart to communicate with their brain. So that's why they're they're usually fools. Um, and <laughs> he, it's, I, I don't know what this means, but uh, but he says. Uh, says that's why they don't understand things so well. And short people are usually the uh, the very very uh, smart people. So uh, okay, um, you know, Ramosha Feinstein was a very very short man. Um, the, the mice that they tell is that there was a young boy that was getting beaten up in school or made fun of in school for being short, and he felt very he had a very low self image. So they brought mm-hmm. him to Ramosha, Ramosha, you know, and uh, Ramosha said you know, something along the lines of, "Sometimes short people can accomplish very great things." You know, all he had to see was right in front of him. It was four foot eleven, Ramesh Feinstein. And there was, you know, he didn't have to say, didn't have to say much more. Um, okay, but that's just in general. So, is is being tall impressive? Yeah, it may qualify a person to be a Balruach Hakodesh. It may qualify a person to be. I'm not alone. It's one of the qualities that, that you may find in a Balruach Hakodesh, in a member of the Sanhedrin, in a Melech, and something like that. What about a bracha on giant people? Is there a bracha that should be recited? So Rabbi Yaakov ended in Simon Reish Chafei in the Hosafos at the end of the Sefer. He has a Hosafos in Reish Chafei in Arachaim discusses whether there's a birchas ha-ri'iya on ri'iyas ha'anak. If you see a giant, do you say a bracha? And what bracha that would be, and what constitutes a giant, right? Those are his three issues. So he points out that it does not appear in the Gemara Poskim. So maybe that, that's a raya, that there's no bracha. If it doesn't appear in the Gemara Poskim, so it must be that there's no bracha. He says, no, nah, that's not why it doesn't appear in Gemara Poskim. He says, we, we haven't seen giants around in a long time, so that's why the Gemara Poskim don't discuss it, because you don't have Og Melech walking around. So... Uh, it's irrelevant. The Gemara and the Post can talk about those things that are more common. They don't talk about those things that are, uh, that are uncommon. So he says, though, that if one were to find a giant and the person is proportional and impressive, sometimes people just look off, meaning something's like it's not, they're not proportional, they're not 
they don't know how to control all the parts of their body. Um, you know, it says, he says, if it's proportional, it's impressive, and they're just giant, you should say the bracha, shekacha loba olama. That's a bracha on impressive brios. I mean, there are two different brachas. There's mishana brios, that's on one type of bria, and there's shekacha loba olama on very impressive brios. So he says it's uh, just like brios mishubachas, and not mishana brios, which is reserved for brios gruos, says Rabbi Yaakov Emden. If his limbs don't fit his body properly, that would probably change it to a Mishana Habrios. And he then says, and the person doesn't have to be Ogmel Chavasha. He doesn't have to be Golias. He just has to be like the tallest guy in the generation. He just has to be someone they say, wow, that person is unusually gigantic. Like, you're, you're probably never going to meet another person that's that big as long as, as long as you live. And he describes that there was a certain person that fit this description. He said, I didn't see my own eyewitness account, but people told me about it. And he describes that there's, uh, there may be people like that. So that's as far as uh, very tall people. So from that perspective, would you say shakach labalamo on a giant? So first of all, who says we pass on Akrabiak I mean, uh, one thing that we know for sure that he's correct about is that it does not appear in Shas or Poskim. Um, and second of all, even Rabbi Yaakov Emden said he doesn't have to be Og, he doesn't have to be Goliath, but he has to be someone who, you know, who's uh, the, the most giant person in this generation. I'm sure there's some guy in some uh, far, you know, in China or in some tribe in Africa or somewhere, somewhere, you know, uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's just as big, but we just don't have access to every person in the, uh, in the entire world. So I would say probably from just the tall perspective, that would not do it. But then there's what seems like a Beferish Gemara, that uh, that one is supposed to uh, uh, recite a bracha on Shaquille O'Neal. Why? Because the Gemara says, Ra es hakushi. It gives other examples. Gicha ves halafkan ves hakabach ves hananas ves hadanikus omer mishanes habrios. So wait, every time a person sees a, an African-American person, you say a bracha mishanes habrios? That would seem very, very odd, right? But that's what the mission says. That's what the Gemara says. So it's important to understand what Mishana Brios is, and then you'll understand why we do not recite Mishana Brios on something like that. Um, Mishana Brios is a bracha that's uh, it's an unusual, it's an unusual bracha. The Gemara says, like, when do you recite Mishana? What do you have to see to recite Mishana Brios? Let's say outside of the world of humanity. Anyone ever say the bracha before? Mishana Brios? Rare animals. Oh, so certain animals, like what? Rare, rare, rare animals. animals. Okay. Meaning there, there are poskim that hold that your dafka is supposed to go to the zoo so you could see rare creatures and recite Mishana Brios. The Gemara only brings three examples of animals, of Brios Mishunos, that you say Mishana Brios on. And the most likely translation of those three animals are apes, elephants, and owls. It's an odd collection of animals. Like that, that those are the only ones that you recite Mishana Brios. It doesn't say in the Gemara if you say it on a hippo meaning on every unusual animal that you see. I don't know, what's, uh, I, what's the most impressive thing in the zoo? I, I always thought giraffes are the most impressive. You know? Those are impressive-looking creatures. And they're kosher. Like, there's a misconception that, uh, that we don't know where to shech them. One, one shochet once told me, if you can't figure out where to shech them a giraffe, you must, you must be blind and stupid. <laughs> it's humongous <laughs> the area that you can shech them a giraffe. Um, but uh, but, but the, uh, the, 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 those are the examples that the Gemara gives. The Me'iri, in Masechus Brachas, writes, that Haroa, Peel, Kof, Kipuf, Hol, Vidomim, Lo'adam, Bimiksas, Tavarim. Well, the Me'iri says, you know what makes them unique? Is that each of them are somewhat similar to humans. 
And that's why we make a bracha Mishana Abrios. There's a comment of the Melech HaShlomo in the 8th parak of Klayim, on the Mishnayis. He says, Mipi chacham chasidum kubal of Mishlum Zetzal, who asks, Man ishtanu elu mishar balichayim? Why these creatures and not other creatures? Every balchai has its own surah and its own... So what makes these creatures more impressive? And he says, the bizman hamabu, probably means daraflaga, nifra kodesh baruchu min ha'anashim v'havcham l'kopim upilim. He says that uh, is on the page in the Yachim Baal's Mishnahs that uh, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu paid back mankind for their averos and turned some of them into monkeys and elephants. So a kof is doma la adam, and the peel has intelligence that's similar to an adam. An elephant is known as very intelligent because it comes from uh, from adam, and therefore I'll brios elu yivarich mishana brios because uh, those minim were, uh, were 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 from the dara flaga. That's what he says, and he says maybe that's what Rashi in Maseches Brachos is Meramis to when it says that on the on the owl you recite a bracha mishana brios. So that one wasn't accounted for. Did humans become owls? So Rashi writes, Yeshla lesasus lechayayim ka'adam. He has the facial features of a human. So an owl is also a human-like creature that is obviously not human. So apparently, from, from, from these makoras at least, it seems that the bracha Mishana Brios is really a bracha on humans gone wrong, right? Meaning on like when, when a human doesn't become a human. Um, the Makar Chaim, the author of the Chavaz Yoyer, is not sure if you should say on other Chayos Mishunos, if you should say Mishana Brios. There are a lot of weird animals, and, uh, he sa- and, and he says, and if you're going to say a brach on the elephant just because it's, it's humongous, he gives other examples of animals that are very, very large, and, uh, you sa- and he says you should also make uh, brachos on very tiny animals. That's also impressive. But he says, it sounds like. Uh, the, 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 um, it sounds like it's dafka these animals because it never says al chayos mishunos. It says on these animals you say a bracha in halicha shlomer shlom zalm sefer in tefila. Uh, he writes that al kol chayos mishunos mivarech bracha mishana brios that it's on every chayim mishuna. Uh, that's what he passes. It's not what it says in shulchan aruch. In shulchan aruch it gives two of these three examples, which is also interesting. Shulchan Aruch says if you see a pill or a coke, it leaves out an owl for some reason. So it's unclear to me why, why, that, why that is. But uh, you understand that, uh, you know, what does the Gemara say in Brachos? Gemara talks about in Brachos if you see uh, different things in a dream, what it means to you when you see different things in a dream. So you know what the Gemara says? Gemara says if you see kol uh, any sort of chaya in a dream, any sort of wild animal, it's yafen lechalom. It's good for the dream. Chutz min apil Same list. Those are the ones that are bad for, for dreams. Those are simin ra. Why are they simin ra? So it seems, so, uh, you know, this all sounds a little weird, right? Meaning, like, these are creatures that came from people, that are like people. Uh, I wouldn't say it on my own, certainly. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in his Emes Liyakov and Dal Chalke which, by the way, is somewhat of an underutilized and perhaps underrated sefer. Uh, Emes Yaakov al is already very, very popular and everyone, uh, everyone has loved it for many years. Emes Yaakov and Dal Chalke is also very beautiful. Rabbi Yaakov has such nice ha'aras. So Rabbi Yaakov writes, Ikra he says it's not kipshuto that they're just unusual. Why should an elephant be any different than a camel? The, the camel has a big hump on his back. That's 
much stranger than the uh, the elephant, or not much stranger, but just as strange as the elephant with the uh, so. Every animal has its unique things. Very alpi He says, I thought to say, based on the Gemara and Chelek in the last paragraph of Sanhedrin, right? Chelek is the last paragraph of Sanhedrin, it's 20 straight plot of Agarita. Remember, years ago, Rav Shechzi used to give a, a Monday night, still does, um, right? None of his children are allowed to get married on Monday nights because he gives us Monday night uh, Gemara here in uh, Brooklyn. So they did Sanhedrin for like eight years or something, <laughs> and they got to. Uh, they got to Perichelech, so Shachter ended the Shiva saying, oh, okay, we finished uh, Sanhedrin, so what should we do next? And they said, there's 20 blot left! And he said, no, it's all Agarita, what am I going to say? And 20 blot of Agarita. So they, they pushed him, they put, he said, I never heard Shiva from Rav Salvechik on, uh, on the Agarita, as if he can't say Shiva if he didn't hear from <laughs> Rav Salvechik. So uh, they finally convinced him, and he said, he said he didn't enjoy it at all. He didn't like giving the Shiva. I think the Chavra did enjoy it very much. But um, in Perichelech, in Kuftesam Rav, the Gemara says, Ranchi Doraflag, Nasu Kofin, that they became monkeys. So he says, you understand why you'd make a bracha, Mishana Brios, because they were Brios, meaning Bnei Adam, that were Nishpana. To Chayos, that changed. The Rambam, the sixth paragraph of Hilchus Brachos, writes that a kof is kosher in Natilas Yidayim. That the, 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 the kof can do the Natilas the, the, the Ravid says, but you need koach gavra. So Kesem Mishnah says, he's maybe a kof, dafka, and not other balichayim, says Kesem Mishnah. Maybe he's dafka, a monkey, and not other balichayim. Wow! I mean, these are, these are real makoros. This is a Kesem Mishnah. This is in the halacha, in the chusim The Migdal Oz quotes from Sugi and Erevin, and the Sugi and Mi'ila, that a maisa kofu peel is considered a maisa. Dafka, kof, and peel. But uh, we don't find that, uh, says Rabbi Yaakov, that an elephant came from people. He says, And he quotes the Rashi about the owl as well. So it could be that they were all Mibnei Adam. And therefore, and that's why you say a brach of Mishan uh, What I'm trying to uh, suggest over here is that the brach of Mishan Abrios is not just that you see something unusual, it's that you see something profoundly sad and unusual. Meaning it's supposed to be something that is, uh, that is that, that's, that's somewhat depressing. So uh, it's, it, it would be like the equivalent of a Dayan Ha'emes for, 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 for creatures. Um, in the Sefer Makor Chaim, he says that Pachodesh Teves Taf Nun Hey, Hevi Yehudi Hadar Samach Lekan. He says a Jew that lives nearby in Frankfurt brought an Egel Chai Berosh Echad with one head Ushnei Achorayim Nefradim Zachor Nekeva, and it had two uh, hind parts, one Zachor, one Nekeva Ubal Sheish Raglayim. I mean, it was a Siamese twin that only had uh, one one head, and it had six legs. Um, and it goes, he goes on to describe it. I said to say a bracha mishana brios. That is a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a freak. Meaning, it's something that's totally, uh, that's that's totally out of the ordinary and is very sad. So he says that's the bracha on, uh, on on something like that. So I think that it has to be something that's that's mitzayir a person a little bit. Something that's not just mishuna. It's mishuna ugarua that uh, that's, that uh, brings a person a little bit of tzar. Um, therefore, um, yeah, lechora uh, mishana brios has to be something that's mishuna, right? So where does that leave us? The Gemara says that if you see an albino or a kushi or something like that, you say mishana brios. So the uh, the the um, 
the Chavis Yair, the Makar Chaim, that we said fits in very nicely, because that's something that's very, very Mishunah and causes a person a great deal of, of tsar. Um, the Chai Adam writes, therefore, in Klal Samach Gimel, Sif Aleph, Chai Adam writes, Masha Einon Anogim, the Vari Chal Kushi. He says, What happened to the Allah? That you're supposed to be Vari Chal Kushi. He says, Kivin Shanon Regilim Tam, Gadol. He just says, Because in white Europe, it was unusual to see an African person. So if something was unusual, so you say Mishan Abrios. But if you lived in Africa, you'd probably say uh, Mishan Abrios and a white person. Meaning, whatever is unusual for a person to see, you would uh, say Mishan Abrios. But in the Chubas Halachas he says different. He says, no, we're misunderstanding the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't just mean a kushi. Different people have different skin colors. There's nothing uh, sad or happy or anything about it. It's just the way people are. Uh, there are probably no two of us in this room that have exactly the same skin tone. It's just the way, you know, shame, shame, partsufayim shavim, right? So, ain't shavim. That's the way, I mean, that's not an actual Maimur Chazal, but that's the way that Akkadosh Baruch Hu created us. So, it's nothing about, uh, it's, not, it's not about the kushi in, in, in particular. He says, the Chubas Al-Khazal says, kushi doesn't mean that his mother and father are uh, of African descent. It means that his mother and father are of European descent, or something like that, and he came out of Kushi. Or vice versa, meaning any, anything, it's a, it's a genetic mutation. If something is, is up, that's what the albino is, 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 is not, he doesn't have the same skin tone as his parents. It's a genetic mutation. He says, Al Kushi, or that's a Shinoi Mitava Habria. It's interesting, you know, when the Gemara talks about it, when, when Tanakh, when we mention Kushi in Tanakh, it's almost always a compliment. Um, the Gemara understands, the Chazal understand it to mean a compliment. It doesn't sound that way when we talk about Tzipora, right? Tzipora, Eishas Moshe, was Isha Kushis Asher Lakach. So I had a Chazal Darshan it, Isha Kushis, Ma Kushi Meshuna Ba'oro, Af Tzipora Meshuna Ba'ma'aseha. Just like the Kushi has a different color skin than the rest of the people in white Europe, so too, Tzipora stood out in her Maisim Tovim, in uh, the way that she behaved. Shaul HaMelech is also uh, referred to as a Kushi, also because he stood out. He was Meshach Malamayla, like we said before. He's someone who, like, you, you had to be impressed by him. So that's the, normally the way the, the term is used. But there's certainly nothing. That's another comment Rabbi Yaakov Kabanetsky has in the Sefer on Chumash, where Rabbi Yaakov Kabanetsky says uh, that, that, that he, he essentially uh, goes on a short rant against uh, racism and how unfortunate it is that in the Jewish community sometimes, sometimes in the Orthodox community, we find racism and that there's not only no basis for it in the Torah, but that's totally antithetical to what the Torah believes. Uh, we don't believe that uh, skin color has anything to do with the quality of a person. Uh, all of these makaros are based on, you know, you see someone that suffered some sort of genetic mutation, not someone who just happens to have a different, uh, different skin tone. And therefore it would seem that Mashan Abrios Lechora is not at all for an impressive physical specimen like uh, Shaquille O'Neal. The guy is, I don't know, seven foot, I don't know, what is he? Seven foot one, that's it. And uh, probably at this point in his playing days, he was probably 330 pounds. Now he's probably... 600 pounds? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how these guys let themselves go sometimes. But, uh, you know, but, but, but uh, you know, an impressive physical specimen who could run the court like that and was able, his limbs all functioned, <laughs> you know, at, at a very, very high level. Um, and, and you're just blown away by that. It, it would seem Mashan Abrios would be totally off. 
it would be the uh, the entirely wrong bracha to make because Mashana Brios is a bracha about something that's depressing, not something that's impressive. Um, uh, if anything, it would be Shekachlo but that would be hard to say. Meaning, that would have to be someone who's truly a giant. It would have to be someone, if not Ogmel Chabashon, but you would have to know that that person is really, really unusual. So I think it's okay to say, well, that's impressive. Rebonusalom, look what you, <laughs> what you created. But uh, I don't think one should say Bracha, certainly not with Shem Malchus. So it's like, it's like a world record holder, like tallest man? Yeah, maybe. But usually those guys have some sort of disease. That's usually Mashana Brios. Meaning, if you look in Guinness Book of World Records, there's there's actually a theory in uh, Malcolm Gladwell has, but others have had come up with, come come up with it before. Um, Malcolm Gladwell is not a Jew. He's a very famous writer. Um, he wrote a book called David and Goliath. So he tried to describe based on I heard this theory before he wrote about it, but he tried to describe. I think Rabbi Alan Schwartz told us this theory that he tried to describe based on the way the Navi describes Goliath. Uh, he diagnoses him with uh, this disease where a person doesn't stop growing and people who have this disease have a soft spot in their head that uh, because their bones start spreading from each other so there's a soft spot where you can kill them easily by hitting them with, I don't know, a pebble um, <laughs> right, in their, right in their head and he goes through the whole Misa how uh, David's Chachma was that, you know, he diagnosed him <laughs> like on the spot, he looked at him and says oh, I know what that guy has and <laughs> he just shot him right in the uh, so, uh, so usually when you have those Guinness Book, those, are, those people never live very long their heart can't, uh, can't support their whole body, that's, that's usually a very, very sad thing, I don't think I think Shaquille O'Neal is a different story, I don't think uh, you know is his, I would bet that his parents are gigantic also, and he's just, uh, you know, he's just a physical specimen. Um, okay, so that's that. I guess we'll have to talk about burying limbs some other time. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos.